Hello, and welcome to a simple podcast. My name is Anthony. I have a love for music and marketing, and all I'm trying to do is bridge those two things together and talk to some really cool people in music. In this episode, I talked to James, an entrepreneur from the Los Angeles area. He not only founded a really cool platform called Industry Hours, but he's actually a photographer for Scene Daddy, and he is also the creative visual director at Spawn Zone. You can usually find him at an EDM show or a rock show. We covered a lot in this episode, the do's and don'ts of networking, what it's like being a freelance photographer and how to actually get past those dry spells from work and how to find more work through using his platform called Industry Hours. But before we delve into the episode, I wanted to take a moment and thank our sponsor, which is Feature FM. Feature FM is a advanced music marketing platform, which is actually trusted by over 60,000 labels and artists across the board. It helps you increase revenue in digital music services and maximize your audience engagement. If you sign up today with our affiliate link, you do get a free $10 credit worth 500 sponsored song plays to your specific target audience. To get started, go ahead and visit feature.fm slash simple. And with that being said, let's begin. Why were you in Orlando? I mean, I know we kind of talked about it, but you were in a attending like a festival yeah so um because this, this week is um edc orlando it's insomniac grand event and um there's a separate company um I, I don't recall their name but they do a kind of a festival called home base so down in orlando i'm going to assume this is probably like city ordinance rules or you know the the, the council probably voted a set time but unfortunately that event ended at midnight so what home base did is they worked around it and they provide like a pre-party at a hotel that's off the grounds, and mm-hmm. then people can go there, stay there for the weekend, uh, do a pool party, party in the hotels, and then everyone takes shuttles from that hotel over to EDC Orlando, and then they party there until midnight, and then after midnight, they shuttle back to the hotel, and then they just party until like 7 a.m., but I was tired from filming all day, so I I didn't do any after um, you know festival activity, so I just went back to my room and slept, um, but... Yeah, I mean, my flight this morning was at like six thirty, so um, I just went to bed at around like one o'clock, and now I'm just editing. Nice. I've never been to like a a festival like like in that scene, like the EDM scene or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been to like So What and South by Southwest before they um, dispersed or whatever. But I mean, I, I assume that's completely different than a than a festival like that. Yeah, the cool thing about um, you know, like the EDM festivals is just it's a way different vibe. But um, I, I did go to So What, and that was the one in Texas, I think, and um, that was like the year they yeah. had like you know, Fit for a King, and then I want to say I want to say it was no, I know Emma Rosa played, and then they had a, a few other um, pretty sick bands. But yeah, it's just like way different because I started off in like the metal industry, and then I started doing sh- like my first. Like, I guess real show that I did was at a club. So after that, I kind of just got sucked into it. So it's, uh, I, I do shoot metal shows occasionally. Like I, I just shot Devil Wars Prada probably like two weeks ago. And then, um, that was nice. with, um, who else played, um, Gideon and Norma Jean. Oh, so nice. That was, yeah. That was pretty dope. So the last time I saw them was like 2009. <laughs> so it's, it's oh, been wow. a while. Yeah, I try to go to at least like one metal show per month to kind of just like stick to my roots a little bit. But primarily, most of my clients are like EDM EDM based, so I kind of just go where like 
you know, the demands at kind of in a way. So, yeah, but, definitely. I mean, the, the EDM scene in general has just skyrocketed. Um, but I still have not gotten my, my feet wet with that. I mean, the, the closest thing to it, um, was when I went to, um, God, what's that festival that they do in San Francisco outside lands. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I went there this year, um, as a brand ambassador for this, uh, application startup that, that I was a part of. Um, and I was just kind of doing outreach, talking to people, handing out flyers and stuff. And it, it definitely was different than just going to like a club show or something like that. It's cool, man. I mean, it, it just kind of sucks. It's, it's, you know, it's such a different industry. So it, it kind of like has me torn a little bit because like, you know, with these EDM shows, they're able to charge like $300, $400 for a couple of days or three days. And then you go to like a metal show and it's, it's cool from a consumer standpoint um, because, you know, like the metal shows are cheaper. It's more affordable in a sense. But, you know, then you have these artists that are usually like, you know, this more of a starving artist, you know, community in the metal industry posts like, EDM artists who, you know, are raking in like, you know, 10, 20, 30, $40 million per year. So, um, you know, that's something that I do wish like, you know, could change within like the metal or the alternative community would just be, you know, a better way to like pump funds back into it so that, you know, the artists are able to travel more, do more tours, you know, just do more things because, you know, it's just like, it's a way different price point, but it's also different, you know, demographic too. You know, you got people at the clubs popping bottles. They don't have an issue spending five, ten, twenty thousand dollars on a table. But that's definitely not something you would see like within the alternative industry. So it just kind of shows, you know, how mainstream EDM really is becoming. And you know, they're using a lot of like metal influences. Like Kazo has a show coming up, and he's bringing like Icy Stars, I think, or something like that. And you know, he's he's has a song with Under Oath and like um, a few different people. But I'm just not like a super fan of like the metal EDM mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Like there's some bands that can do it right. Yeah. Like, I mean, a data, rem- like not to cut you off, but like a data mm-hmm. remembers uh collab with marshmallow. I mean, I, I, I did not hate it. Um, it was odd at first, but I mean, I could, I, I could see the benefit from, from both parties. Cause I mean, on the EDM side, you do have a little, it, it kind of is the alternative or, or rock side of like pop and hip hop because I mean, if you think about it, like dubstep was huge, like not too long, like a while back. And that was like mm-hmm. cool. And most people that listen to dubstep listen to like alternative music or, or metal, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you could kind of say the same thing about EDM, but I mean, it, it's kind of turning more into um, like trying to mesh those two, you know, how they're trying yeah. to do that. Yeah. I mean, some, some people can do it, but I'm not like a super fan of it, but. Um, you know, it is cool kind of giving the band's publicity a little bit in a way, uh, because, you know, I, I definitely do see a lot of the dubstep kids did come from like the metal scene because I mean, that's like one of the few EDM genres that you have like mosh pits in. So it's kind of funny, like seeing a mosh pit at an EDM show, but people, people still get down. I mean, it's nothing crazy, like a metal pit where you have like closed fists or anything. It's a lot of like push yeah. moshing and stuff like that, but you know, it's a lot more tame, but I mean, people still get, you know, messed up and. Um, you know, it's just, uh, it's kind of funny sometimes watching a EDM pit, but right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen clips online. I mean, they're, they're, they get pretty rowdy and I was kind of surprised. Like one of my buddies went to a Tyler creator show and I was like, they have mosh pits at those. Like I, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, no, of course. Um, so I mean, right now I, I just do like the content creation, um, part time since I still have a day gig. Um, you know, I've been, I've been doing photos for about 11 years and then doing like video work for about three. 
So right now I just, I'm freelance. I have a lot of residual clients, but it's primarily the depths of EDM scene. And then I do um, publication work in the metal scene for Scene Daddy. So um, just going to start covering more, more shows for them, getting more content out for them. Since I'm like the only person on staff that's California based and we're pretty spoiled out here. So we get, you know, all the good shows like, you know, we have the My Chemical Romance reunion, reunion show out here. We have, you know, most of the main tours hit Los Angeles or Orange County. In some right. way. And then um, I have um, like a networking app for, you know, essentially EDM people. You know, anyone from like Google dancers to photographers, graphic designers, producers, venue owners, pretty much anyone that, you, you know, you would see at a festival or working in an event is, you know, welcome on the platform. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a co-owner of a management company um, for right now, just DJs. So we have two DJs on a roster. And um, once I'm able to, you know, kind of put my more attention on that, we'll, we'll definitely be expanding. Um, but yeah, as of right now, just I'm pretty heavily involved in the LA EDM scene. I do clubs, you know, two to three times a week. And uh, it definitely keeps me busy. Yeah, I was so, going to say, that's a, a lot yeah. of things you have going on. Yeah, and that's just the portion of it. I mean, that's that's really essentially all the work I do in the industry, music wise. Um, but you know, I def- definitely do enjoy my job. It's it's super fun getting to go out and you know create content and meet the DJs and you know meet all the all the really awesome people in the scene because I've I met some really good people in the EDM industry. Um, you know, a lot. It's you know they they try to like you know do the whole plur piece, love you need to respect. You know, of, of course, there's not good people in the industry, but for the most part, most people I've met have, have been pretty amazing. So can't, I don't have any complaints within that industry. Um, so I, I just pretty much only want to work in the, the metal and the EDM industry. I'm not a fan of, of the other genres. So right. um, I, I've tried to you know dip into the genres. I've had too many issues. It's just not really worth it for me. So kind of just put like a, a sour taste in my mouth in, in regards to the genres. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I it's super fun. Um, you know, this year has been pretty good. I've, I've covered some pretty huge festivals. So I'm pretty excited with like the progress. I'm just going to continue going up from here. But yeah, it's, I, I love working in the, in the industry. So I, I couldn't imagine myself anywhere else. Right. That's awesome, man. Um, it, it's interesting that you say like how the EDM industry specifically, like they're, they're all about like plur. Um, and I'm happy to hear that you've not encountered any issues like, in regards to that, like no one's been like a, you know, bad to you so far um, from what it sounds like. Cause yeah. I feel like when I think of like EDM and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, cause I'm, I'm not involved with that scene at all. Like all I ever see mm-hmm. online or, or just like public perception is that it's all a party, you know, like doing drugs, getting drunk, all that yeah. stuff. But again, like for me on the outside, that's, that's what I see, you know, but based on what you've told mm-hmm. me that that's not all that it really is, you know, that there's more to that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just kind of the surface. I mean, it just, I mean, with, I feel like with everything, people are going to skew things, you know, kind of to their advantage, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Like drug use is definitely prevalent in the industry, but in my opinion, you know, I'm not trying to like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, but I, I just feel like I've met m- the most successful people in that, in that industry, as in like, it's a lot of, there's some really big bread makers in the industry. You know, there's a lot of money to be pumped into it. So a lot of people spend, spend more money in it. Um, so it's kind of weird. Um, 
you know, because people can still, you know, go ahead and party and, you know, let go of their, their issues and then come back to reality the next day. So, I mean, it, it's definitely kind of hard for that industry since it's definitely more heavy. But, I mean, even with metal, I mean, there's definitely a, a much larger straight edge, you know, scene within the metal right. industry. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's funny because my one of my clients that I shot for this weekend at home base, he's actually a, a doctor. He's an MD. Oh, what the heck? And he created this company called Rape. Yeah, he created this company called Rave Doctor. So they actually ironically do like after party like supplement drinks. So they'll have like, you know, recovery drinks with like amino acids and then they do like, you know, just stuff like that. So they kind of like tackle right. that issue so that you're not like feeling all like depressed because, you know, a lot of people do, you know, consume, you know, recreational drugs in the industry. So you kind of have to go back to work, you know, pretty normal. Right. So. But yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely a getaway. And um, there's definitely a lot of people that, you know, do abuse it and just, you know, they're kind of, um, you know, they, they kind of just like skate through life and they just, you know, go to festivals and stuff only. And they just, that's what they pull their money on. But I mean, you know, to each his own, I suppose, um, you know, I'd rather be going to events and getting paid for it. You know, it's a win-win. You get to enjoy it. You get to make the networking and you get, you know, you get paid to be there. So it's, it's definitely like a lot of perks to it. But yeah, I, I can definitely see, you know, with raves and the whole like candy culture and, and all that, how, you know, it is definitely, you know, it, it is pretty heavy on the drug side. But, you know, there are people that still rave sober. Right. So, I mean, people that don't. And I mean, like in any music, like genre or, or any like music scene, like there, there always will be that um, like drug abuse and, and partying and, and stuff. And I mean, you could argue that even pop music or, or just commercial music, I like to call it. I mean, they kind of glorify substance abuse or, or just being like i mean any rap song you listen to they talk about like they they objectify women they talk about money weed and all this other stuff mm -hmm. but the same people that listen to that music they say yeah fuck the edm scene like that it's all just a bunch of people like popping mollies and doing a bunch of crazy stuff so yeah i mean you could see it from it, like you said like it can go either way you know yeah I mean, I, I definitely don't agree with like cherry picking stuff, but I mean, you should definitely be like conscious of, you know, the bigger picture. But I mean, at, at the end of the day, you know, we, we go to shows and stuff to, you know, escape from life, to enjoy the music and to, you know, just have fun and to kind of let loose. So, you know, I do definitely see how it's a good way to, you know, get away. And, and people definitely do kind of like, you know, dive into that a lot more within that scene. Um, you know, you, you can only like, I guess, suppress your issues for so long. So, I mean, after, once people come down and they're sober and stuff. You still have those issues in life, but you know, life's overwhelming to at least escape a little bit. But oh, you yeah, know, I, definitely. I, 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 just, I believe in everything in moderation. You know what I mean? I, I think you can still have fun. You can still party occasionally, but I mean, when it starts affecting your, your work life your personal life, you start having issues and you know, things like that. That's obviously, you know, when you have to seek outside sources and stuff like that. But you know, for, for the most part, um, people are pretty good. You know, I mean, even if they're on drugs and, you know, there's still pretty nice people out there, but I mean, yeah. I, I had fun this weekend. Um, you know, everyone's really cool. You don't have as many issues in there and people, a lot of people like, like to moderate it and, um, it's, it's pretty, you know, strong community like based. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see where the, you know, the years, you know, what, what's, what the year has for me. So, I mean, from here, it's just going on up and, just I'm just trying to do my job, just create the best content I can and just to keep building connections and moving forward. So um, definitely no complaints on my end. And, you know, I, I definitely think that people who love music should, you know, at least if they want to get into it, it's it's not too hard. At least it's not it's kind of like the wild, wild west. So you can kind of be whatever person you want to be, which is cool. 
you can create whatever company you want to do. But I mean, as long as it, as you're doing what you love and you're working hard at it, you'll, you'll be able to, you know, essentially do whatever you want. So it's cool. Yeah, man, definitely. I, I agree with everything you're saying. And I mean, when you're talking about like, like creating content that that's um, a part of your, your company's spawn zone, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is that just for EDM? Like, like, is that because I mean, when I look at your, your Facebook page, it, first and foremost, I, I want to like give kudos to you for, for like the branding. Cause it, it does seem like it's a brand and kind of like a, like you said, like it's a very, um, it's a community. Right. And even mm-hmm. you could kind of art. And again, like I, I could just be making this up, but from what it mm-hmm. looks like, like spawn zone looks like it has like a following. Like I see people wearing shirts at these festivals. Mm-hmm. Like if you could kind of speak to that a little bit and how like, does that help you like land clients or, or how does that work? So, I mean, for me, like I, I kind of, you know, I've been doing photography for a while. So like my first company was like, I, I, I was like a huge Mars Volta fan. So like Inertiatic ESP was one of my favorite songs for a while. So like my original company name was Inertiatic Photography, but then I realized oh, nice. it's kind of hard to explain to people how to spell Inertiatic. So yeah. I had to drop that. And then um, for a while, like in high school and like college, I was like a huge like gaming nerd, like, um for instance there's one game guild wars which is like the opposite of like Worldcraft. i had like 2500 hours on it so i would just do like six to eight hour days just playing video games and playing counter-strike and um counter-strike was actually one of the first um like game like one of the first like developers in their team were they're the ones that you know kind of developed the word spawn zone which is where the player spawns on the map so to mm-hmm. me, like a spawn zone is like the opposite of a black hole. So I kind of just took that as like a creation zone. Like when I'm somewhere, it's kind of like spawning out just content and photos. So I kind of just like took that philosophy, just made it into my company. Um, and then from there, I mean, it, it's really cool because um, I, I, you know, I, I'm a big person when it comes to like giving credit where credit's due. So I, I recommend I like require all my clients to tag me and stuff. And I've been doing pretty well with that because like that helps with like, you know, brand familiarity with, you know, brand strengthening. And, you know, it's kind of like how when people have like the iPhone and stuff and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you got like that Apple iPhone and stuff. It mm-hmm. kind of becomes like, uh, I don't know, like that, I guess a trend is another way to say. Yeah. Um, it kind of a popular um, thing. Brand loyalty so, as well. Yeah. So, so people are like more likely to book me and I have people come up to me shows all the time because I always wear my, my logos and stuff on my shirts when I'm shooting and people always come up to me like, Hey man, it's like really cool to see you and like meet you. And just like, um, I actually was shooting at a show one time at um, this club called Avalon and this guy, I was like on stage and this guy walked up to me with, with his like iPhone and he like had my Instagram page up and he's like, is this you? And he just, and it was just really kind of cool how people <laughs> like recognize me after a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's just, it's just kind of cool to have like a unique name because I'm not a fan of like having like the cliche. I don't know. I think it's kind of cliche. I'm not a big fan of like having your name in front of like photography. Like yeah. I, I, I don't like like James Gross photography. I just kind of think it sounds like like plain. I don't know. I, I just kind of like unoriginal. Like, I mean, even yeah. though your name is kind of original, like anyone's name, like, you know, but it's just kind of boring. Like it's your branding and branding is important, you know? Yeah. So I, I feel like if you have like something that stands out and if you're unique and if you're pushing something that, you know, people believe in that they're more likely to, you know, support you and be behind you in that. So, I mean, I've, I, it, it's nice to have a solid branding because people are more likely to book you. People are familiar with you. Their friends use you. So they're more likely to, you know, have faith in you. 
So I, I get a lot of my work from references, re- like referrals and stuff, um, just from, you know, current clients, um, sending my information over to new people. And then I have a pretty good like retainment rate. So I'm, I mean, I'm pretty good at, you know, getting my clients all the content they want, going above and beyond, getting them more content than we agree on. And then just, you know, I just really do like high caliber, high quantity like content. That's what I believe in. Because of course, you know, you want high quality work. But in my opinion, like if I send a client, you know, like 20 images for the hour, what's the chance? Like, let's just be realistic. What's the chance that they will love every single image? Right. Like, it doesn't matter how good you are. There's going to be something about a certain image that the client just doesn't like. So I just like send them a ton of work. They can choose from it, post whatever they want. You know, I kind of oversaturated in that way. But mm-hmm. my clients love it. They like having choices and options. And I kind of do it from a consumer standpoint. Like I would love for someone to give me like 100 really awesome images than like 20, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like I, have, I, I can, I can rinse out the work for a few months. I can, you know, recycle it or high, high quality, high content work. So it, uh, it kind of works with, you know, the name spawn zone a little bit. So Yeah. Cause then you just got content spawning everywhere, which is great. I mean, and since you offer them that, that many photos, I mean, that, that plays into kind of your vision on it. Like content is super important and, that kind of ties into the branding and, and you almost become a, a part of their branding just based on like how the photos look and, and how they feel. Um, mm-hmm. And your clients can kind of use that across all their social platforms and, and people can kind of associate that to the, not only the artist, but to you as a, um, as a content creator as well, which is awesome. You know, everyone yeah. wins. Yeah. It's, it's cool. Like being able to help someone build a brand and kind of like have a big influence on, on their image and everything. Because, um, one of my clients, um, their name's IO music Academy and they're based out of Los Angeles. And, um, it, one of the guys was, act- I was, I was shooting photos for one of their classes and one of the students was there and I was taking photos and we just like had a conversation. He, he's like, and I told them how I was like, their residential guy. I've been doing content for them for the last two years. And like literally all all their whole websites, all my work. So the guy was like talking oh, wow. about how he was looking for music academy school to start producing music, and he was scrolling through, and he just like kind of said in his head, like I got to find a music academy. And ironically, those guys popped up on his feed, and because of the image, he like got sucked into it, into the ad, and then from there he applied to school and he became a student. So it's just kind of funny how like even something as small as you just taking a photo and your client just posting it, how that can just make someone a customer, you know what I mean? Just, just from the aesthetic, just from the branding. So it, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, it, you know, it's a good feeling that people, you know, appreciate your content and they, they like it enough to kind of, you know, commit to that brand. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, and content comes into play cause I mean, not, not just like advertising, but, um, just like social media posts in, in general, um, kind of a background on me that that's where I specialize, right? Like uh, social media marketing, advertising and things like that. And first impressions are everything in that world. So for you to be able to, to get that perfect shot for you to kind of build up the, your, your client's brand is, is super important for brand recognition, but also for just acquiring people. Like you, you got that the Academy, someone to enroll just based off of your image, which is crazy and, and something you should be yeah. super proud of. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's cool because I mean, I even have clients that one of my clients, he did a pretty big festival called Project Z out here. And um, we, he was the first client that I used my um, home studio with. And he's been using the same image for the last three years. So oh, wow. it kind of goes to show that, yeah, content can definitely be priceless. And that's one of my favorite things about like just being a photographer is just, it's just like, it's kind of, 
you know, crazy idea that you're able to take an event, you can like freeze it in time and just have it forever. Like it's, you know, it's, it's, it's always going to be there. Yeah. So you, you always have that nice reminder, you know, I'm a big person for, you know, looking back at memories and it's just, it's just always cool to see, you know, just to see how you were in the moment of time. So I, I definitely do, you know, love creating content and it's cool because, you know, digital age is definitely, you know, changing that. So, I mean, before we had film and then now we're switching over to, you know, like, the, you know, photography and gifts and to just a whole bunch of cool stuff with, you know, graphic design and multimedia, like even 40 cinema is cool because people are now like making like videos out of photos and stuff and like adding motion and movements and all that stuff. So it's definitely interesting to see where it's going. But I mean, that's the thing is like you don't have to adapt and get used to like all the new, the new technology out there. So I mean, it's, it's always advancing cameras always getting better and faster and it's cool seeing like you know like people like uh, just you know normal people are able to just buy a camera and start creating some really awesome stuff so yeah i mean even the the cameras on phone like i, I was a camera supervisor at, at best buy so i mean i i know how to sell a camera i i can't shoot for shit like i'm just gonna be honest but um i was a great salesman but i mean even the the cameras on your iphone are, are still pretty good for just like the everyday user I mean, it's not something I would take out for like a festival or something like that, you know, like to shoot professionally. But I mean, I see a lot of like images from like up and coming artists that just look really bad. And it's like, how do you get a bad image when these cameras on these phones are more than decent and more than adequate enough for you to make something presentable, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of resources out there, but it's, that's a funny thing too, actually, ironically, um, Facebook memories uh, reminded me of this uh, this tweet. I oh, actually it was an Instagram DM uh, from like two or three years ago, and um, I can't find the tweet right now. But essentially, what it said via DM, what the guy messaged another photographer, and he's like, "Hey, bro, um, I bought the camera that you you told me to get, and I've been using it for a month. But for whatever reason, my photos don't look like yours. Are you are you sure this is the same camera?" familiar with like shutter speed or you know white balance and things like that that can definitely be a factor to like either good image or bad image but i mean nowadays you, you got people who are just coming right out the gate with very minimal photography or video experience and they're just learning everything they can and just just killing it like there's this one guy i, I can think of um he's a videographer he's only been doing it for a year and he already did like a, a pretty big festival that's reputable he was already you know credentialed for that you know the whole nine yards and He's already coming up and he's going to be touring within the next like six months. So, I mean, this dude, oh, wow. you know, he didn't have any prior experience, didn't go to school for it. Just, you know, kind of had like the natural niche. He's already out here, already has a res residential event company he shoots for. Um, he actually shoots for two residential companies and, you know, he's, he's already traveling for work in a year time frame. And that's, that's pretty, that's, that's pretty crazy. So, I mean, yeah, you know, that's insane. It's always interesting. Um, kind of stick to my lane like i'm definitely not a good you know music musician by any means i enjoy music i love it you know but i you know i, I stick to photography since i was like my first love since high school and my father was a photographer too so um oh wow, that's yeah. awesome but yeah i mean some people just love music but they they can't write it you know so they they try to stay um involved with music as as much as they can it's it's honestly yeah, one one of the most fun, you know, things to work in because you can do it remotely, 
you can travel for work, you can get paid big bucks for it. You know what I mean? You can become famous if you want or whatever. Um, yeah, there's just so many different doors that you can kind of open. I mean, aside from like you making content, um, another thing that you do, like your your long list of things that you do is your industry hours app and, and like website. I mean, um, when you're talking about like the connections that you've made, um, is that kind of like why you created industry hours? And if you could kind of explain a little bit more as to what that is specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, being a freelance photographer, you have your residential work, you have your clients that keep coming back to you, but you definitely find yourself in periods where it's kind of like a dry spell. Um, it's not necessarily like a reflection of you or your prices or your content or what you're putting out, but it could just be that you just don't have a big enough scope of clients or people that, you know, you can rotate through that can use you. So like last year, I, I kind of noticed that, you know, I had a little dry spell um, and that I wanted to find new work, but it's kind of redundant to me to just kind of, you know, keep advertising the same people because we only have so many mediums. I can only advertise people on my Twitter that follow me, my Instagram, my Facebook and, you know, things like that. So, um, right. you know, I, I wanted to find a way to kind of build new connections and for people to kind of search for people with like intention because our generation is pretty good. You know, if, if you know that you want something, you'll go out and research it and, you know, how to find it. So I, I noticed that with the EDM scene, it's just kind of hard to even be like, okay, I, I want a photographer that excels in low light photography that shoots techno shows. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So I, I kind of just, you know, I was like, well, you, you know, if I kind of create a, at least a landing page or something where people can go there, if they're looking for specific work, you know, they can easily find it. So um, I just kind of like took a little, you know, inspiration from like the MySpace days when it was super easy to find bands. Just literally all you do is just like metal band in like Columbus, Ohio, and it lists you like, you know, 10 bands in the area. So I kind of right. like took that a little bit with like a little bit of um, like LinkedIn, a mix of Craigslist and a mix of Reddit. And then I kind of came up with that. So um, currently, um, you know, it's all geolocated. So you can go on the website, you can search for someone, you know, close to you in a specific city based on genre, like what they do, if they're like a producer for a company um, and any of that. So you can search for it and, um, you know, there's forums on there so people can, you know, post questions if they have any when it comes to production or just, you know, essential, just general Q and a questions. So, um, there's also like a marketplace too, so you can sell equipment and stuff because, you know, I, I feel more comfortable getting equipment from someone who's in the same industry as me. I prefer to have like a camera from someone who shoots shows. So I know it's like a, a sufficient piece of equipment, you know, it works well in low light and, you know, there's things like that. So it's, it's a lot better because it's community based and, you know, you can, you can go there and, and find what you need specifically. It's, you know, it's pretty clear cut. You're not having to sift through all this stuff like Facebook, like where, you know, this person could work in the industry. This person probably doesn't. So at least you can go there and you can find people pretty easily. So right now it, it just launched this weekend um, on the Apple and Android stores. So the next phase right now is just to kind of bring more attention to it. Just run as many ads as I can via Facebook or Instagram and just, you know, keep building community and just adding to it. Just, you know, adding cool features like a music player. Um, I have a pretty awesome development team behind it. So I, I fully trust in them. And, you know, we have some really cool stuff coming up that I can't wait to launch some partnerships with some companies. Oh, wow. Um, eventually I want to start like throwing shows too. So, you know, a lot of, 
ways that people grow in the music scenes by doing collaborative efforts because you're advertising to your current audience base and to their audience base. So, I mean, you're essentially, you know, doubling or tripling your reach depending on, you know, how many real organic followers that company has. So, you know, it's right. good to, you know, do the cooperative efforts. I definitely see people are able to excel more through that. So, I mean, it, it shows that, um, you know, you guys have good synergy and that, you know, both brands can at least benefit from it. So hopefully down the road, it can, you know, just keep getting bigger. And I just wanted to be like a one-stop hub just for, you know, EDM people. So definitely we'll see where it, where it goes. I mean, it's so far, it's been pretty good and I've gotten like a lot of positive feedback and affirmation from it. So, um, you know, just going to get that ready for 2020 and then 2020 hits just, you know, right now it's kind of, you know, doing the building blocks, going through like the beta phase, getting all the, the glitches and, you know, all the issues out and making sure that, you know, by 2020, it's like a well-oiled machine and, you know, people don't have any issues. It's, you know, I'm trying to make it user friendly and everything. And I just, you know, I want to have just a really awesome app that everyone can benefit from, including myself, you know, it'd be cool for me to find, you know, connections for any company that I want to shoot for, you know, so. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm, again, I'm not in this uh, scene, but I mean, just looking at the website and, and how it's built, I mean, you mentioned you have a great development team behind it, which I mean, at first glance, it, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like it's built really, really nice. Um, it's easy to use too, which again, like me not knowing anything about that scene or not knowing any of the, the names out there, it's easy to navigate. And for me, like if I were to try to find like a photographer or if I were trying to find a specific venue in a specific area, I mean, it, it makes it easy to do that. Cause I mean, you could search for this stuff on Google or you can post about it on Facebook or search for it on Facebook. But here, I mean, it's, it's a niche market, you know, like you said, like this is specifically what it is that you're looking for in your genre, or at least within the industry that you're looking for that stuff, which there's not, I mean, to, at least to my knowledge, there's nothing out there that's like that, you know, for mm -hmm. this specific industry, which is crazy that, you know, that now that there is. Yeah. I mean, I, I just noticed a void and, you know, if, if you build their come kind of thing and, you know, I, I kind of live like off like catchphrases a little bit, um, like slogans. So, I mean, I'm definitely a strong believer in, in your, your net worth being your network. Um, oh yeah, that's and, a good one. You know, it's, it's sometimes not what you know, it's who you know. And that's a big thing with this industry is like, you see people getting crazy gigs. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not, you know, obviously, you know, talent gets you pretty far, but I mean, if you're decently talented and you have the right connections, sometimes you can get to the top of much quicker. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure it's with a lot of genres, you know, you can see that in, in every industry that it's like, okay, well, how does this person headline this show? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, I, I can't hate on people because they still put in some work or they figured it out, which is good for them, you know, props for them. But, um, right. you know, I, I definitely, I, I definitely see hard work and, you know, talent overcoming in the end. You know what I mean? You can only fake it to make it for so long. And, um, you know, pe people, people will eventually realize that, you know, true talent and true, like, you know, musicianship is going to, you know, be the stronghold in the industry. So I, I definitely do see that kind of happening with the EDM industry, people kind of cracking down more on like who gets shows and they're kind of doing it based on like how good the production is, their mastering, their mixing um, and stuff like that. Because even now, like it's a kind of a, a, a battle between DJs and producers because, you know, the producers make the music and the DJs just play it live. So right. I mean, if you produce first and then learn how to DJ second and you're really good at both of them, you will for sure be signed by a massive agency. You'll for sure get awesome touring, you know, shows and 
um, you, you will for sure be like in festival circuit level within a few years. So oh, yeah. I mean, it just really depends on and how much effort you put into it. So I definitely see some people up and coming. You already know they're going to be huge in the next couple of years. And you know, that there's a lot of money to be made in that industry. Nice. Kind of like to, to wrap it up. I, I don't even know how long we've been talking. I don't want to <laughs> take up your whole night, but with like networking in mind, how do you go about like building relationships organically and in, in, like the industry? Cause that's like a, a big thing with anyone trying to, you know, like make it. Um, mm-hmm. Cause whenever people ask me that, or, or I've heard it from different people, they're like, Hey, I don't live in the area where the scene is popping or I, I don't know anyone in the, in the industry. Like how would you go about building relationships like naturally and not to where it's like forced? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the hard part. Um, I do feel like I'm able to retain clients a little better, but it's more organic. So like if I'm actually at shows, giving out my card and stuff, um, I definitely do see those people become, you know, easily routine supporters, but I feel like it kind of, you know, like it kind of has to do with whatever product you're pushing because like, you know, as a photographer, you're offering services, you know, photo and video services. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's on one-on-one basis, but, um, in terms of that, I mean, you actually have to just really immerse yourself in the genre. I know it's kind of hard because a lot of like art musicians are, um, usually kind of like, I've noticed more like introverted in a way. I'm personally like an introvert myself, but I, I noticed that after a while that yeah. me, for me to really succeed and to really put my name out there, I just got to go out there and talk to people and, you know, see who does what, get familiar with like the key players in the industry and, you know, whatever genre or whatever, you know, scene you want to work in, you just you have to go to shows. Um, you know, after a while you start going to shows for free, which is definitely cool, but you definitely have to pay your dues. You definitely have to get to know, you know, who's running what. And, um, you know, the best way is just to go out there and immerse yourself in the genre and to, you know, pick whatever you want to do and just try to see if you can intern for someone or start your own, you know, collaborative team or whatever it may be. So, I mean, for me, you know, I, I just got into event photography because someone needed help with the show from there. I kind of chased one of the event owners for like a month or so to kind of work for him. And then he put me on staff. And then from there, I just, you know, networked, started meeting the DJs and just, you know, keep pushing my brand farther. So, um, yeah, organic in-person growth is going to be the best bet, but it takes a lot of time and money. But I mean, after a while, it's it's an investment and it reciprocates and you'll definitely get your money and time back in a way. So Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, like, I agree with you on that on musicians being introverts, because I'm a huge introvert when it comes to going to shows. Like, I just don't want to talk to anyone. And I'm always like in the back. Yeah, it's it's hard, but you have to kind of overcome your fears. Um, there are definitely some genres that you can kind of be kind of in your own like little world, like with producing, you can kind of do that. But then, of course, you kind of got to be like a ghost producer and have someone out there just like DJing or putting out your music for you if you don't want people to like, know who you are. So um, it's definitely just, you know, meeting the right people sometimes and just kind of, you know, supporting them and, you know, showing them that, you know, but being like true about it, you know what I mean? You don't just want to support people because you're expect, expecting something back. You want to support people in a genuine way. And, um, you know, they definitely will support you in a genuine way as well. And that's the thing I've noticed is like a lot of, you know, that's why, you know, the, the idiom industry is so cool is because it's a lot of community and just, you know, helping people out, you know, people help you out while you're growing your brand they get to a certain point and then they, you know what I mean? You can always return the favor. So. Yeah, definitely. It's has, like, since you said that you live off of sayings, 
uh, I scratched your back, you scratched mine. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. People reciprocate pretty well in the industry. So, I mean, of course, it's kind of a numbers game. You will run into like not so like, you know, savory people. But for the most part, as long as you kind of, you know, stay in your lane, just work really hard and let your work speak for itself, people that, you know, support you. And then, you know, they can go as far as buying your merch, even if you're a photographer. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good. Definitely. Yeah. Well, James, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to talk to me. And, uh, but yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Awesome. I appreciate having me on board and, um, you know, excited to see, you know, where everything with the podcast goes and for you as well, because I, you know, I'm a big fan of your, of your band and everything. And, you know, um, you know, it's, it's all about support, man. You know what I mean? If you, if you really want to, you know, help someone get far, support them, buy tickets for their shows, buy merch, rep it, help tag friends in their, in their posts, you know, and you can do a lot of stuff for free. You can support people for free, but by reposting stuff, um, you know, there's, there's just ways to do it where, you know, it doesn't necessarily take a lot of energy from you, you know, as long as you're out there supporting yeah. people, it's, it's good, you know, affirmation for them. They feel like they're doing the right thing. And, you know, everyone has days where they feel like they're not like, where the art sucks or like, you know, like, why do people support me? But I mean, if, if you have, you know, all, all the positivity around you, you definitely go a lot farther. So. Hey, you made it to the end. If you have any specific questions about marketing your music, feel free to visit our website at oddlysimple.xyz and see you next time.